0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 39 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And as always over these last, I don't know, 6, 8, 12, 87 weeks, something like that, Randy Cash is way over there in computer land. Hey, Hi, Randy. how's it going? Good. How are you over there in quarantine land?
1: I'm good. I'm a little suntan. I was down at Lake of the Ozarks down there in Party COVID getting my drunk on. Were you really? No, I was not oh. anywhere near that nonsense. Good for I didn't
0: figure. I was like, that does not sound like you, <laughs> Randy, but all right. Good for you.
1: No, no, it no. is a
0: holiday week, which always throws me off. Right. Cause I mean, right. it's Thursday, but it kind of feels like Wednesday. And then also Friday. It's very confusing. It just, <laughs> all the days run together anytime we have a, a holiday week, but you know, it's kind of nice sometimes to get a, a break. Although I feel like recently I've had a lot of people say, I had talking to a friend of mine the other day. She's like, How would I have even known it was a holiday? It feels like all of my days are running together. Mm. So I also kind of get that. It feels very different than previous years.
1: Yeah, I'm still a day off with the holiday week, too, because I actually took the day (laughs) off for once. I didn't work one of those Monday holidays. So, yeah, I'm still uh, a little off with my timing there.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I was still able to get the blog out on Monday and I saw a couple of clients, but I tried to take it easy for the most part. And. It's been a good week, though. It has. I um I feel like every day I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're getting closer and closer to this uh, relationship communication workshop launching. I'm just I'm super excited. It's one of those like I do better under pressure. So I've already had some beta testers go through it and give me some feedback on like what worked or what would they like to see. And so like every day I feel like I'm building like the next piece of the workshop, trying to get it all like ready to go. Um, but no, it, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I, I like that. I finally have a, like a platform and all of the modules figured out and have definitely added a bunch of stuff since the beta group. I just felt like, you know, they had some good feedback. I'm going to listen to it and just add some other like extra little training pieces in there. So literally we're going to cover everything from best practices, relationship, communication, a variety of assessments that I use uh, clinically, like the love languages and the four tendencies. We're going to talk about imago therapy, Gottman therapy. Um, We're going to talk about the sexuality component of things. That was the big one. People were like, yeah, you know, we love the the course, but we feel like, you know, you're a sex therapist. Like, shouldn't you have had like a whole section on sex therapy? And I'm like, well, I was going to make it a separate thing, but I always say, you know, sex is an extension of the health of the communication in a relationship. So it kind of makes sense to throw that in there too. So it just covers some of everything.
1: Sounds like a lot of work, man.
0: It is, but it's fun work. I love it. It's like, you know how you like doing all the video stuff for the podcast and everything? That's kind of how I feel doing the videos for the workshop. I'm just like, okay, let me record that. Nope, didn't like that. Okay, let's try this. Oh, wait, nope, didn't like that. Okay, let's try this. Like, I'm just playing with it. You know, it's kind of fun.
1: It's great. The Imago thing, dude, I buy airlines and uh, hotels off of them all the time.
0: No, 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 not that. No, wrong. (laughs) No, no, no. Imago therapy being um, the Latin word for image. It's the idea. I'll give you a little sneak peek. Um, It's the idea that in a relationship, we often project an image onto our significant other. And then we kind of construct a bunch of expectations around that projected image and then what tends to happen is either they don't meet the expectation that we've like given them without letting them in on that secret or you know we we start to get angry when they don't live up to that expectation rather than having you know healthy communication about the whole thing so that's just like a little taste of what that will look like. But, yes, imago being the Latin word for image.
1: <laughs> yeah, not where you get your travel stuff. I'm pretty sure. Me-
0: isn't that like trivago? Yeah, I don't think like that's that. imago.
1: It's, it's ago. It all plays together phonetically. It just all
0: goes together.
1: Yeah, It yeah. reminds me of something my brother used to say about dating. Like the first six months or so, when you date somebody, you're not dating them. You're like dating their publicist.
0: Oh Lord. Well, okay. So I'm trying to change that, right? Yes, because exactly. I did have somebody asked after, after our last episode, they're like, so is this workshop only for people that are in a relationship or, you know, could it be for someone that is there? Actually, there were two questions. One was, could it be effective for someone going through a divorce? And the other one was, could it be effective for people that are single? So I'll address both of those questions and then I'll give in, get into another topic I wanted to touch on. But If someone is going through a divorce, it's not to say that this couldn't be effective for them in planning for their future if they see themselves wanting to possibly, you know, date in the future. It's not really going to cover a lot of best practices for divorce, although... I have thought after having a few people ask that, that maybe I will create um, a module on like divorce recovery, divorce care, that kind of thing for something in the future. But for now, this one is really meant for people that are either in a relationship and are wanting to improve communication, get things back on track, maybe on track for the first time. Just depends on how you look at that. Or for someone who is maybe not in a relationship right now, but is looking for some best practices of what they should do, could do, might need to do in a future relationship. And it will give them access to all of the different assessments that we're going to talk about. So they'll have a good framework to view themselves through. And then hopefully they can apply these skills in a future relationship.
1: It sounds to me going to be like something I don't want to when I say a younger couple, I don't mean like age wise, but a newer couple haven't been together, you know, a year or so ish, something that they could come to to help them learn how to communicate with one Mm -hmm. another before things go bad.
0: I would love that. I would really love I say this all the time that if I could get couples to come see me or reach out to me before things go bad, it's a lot easier to kind of get things back on track when they're just barely off track. Sometimes, though, and, and this is why it is really applicable no matter how far off track you are or how long you've been in that relationship, because if we don't continue to work on the communication day in and day out and, and put you know active effort into it, it it will struggle and it will suffer, but that doesn't mean that we should just like scrap the whole thing and be done with it. You know, um, I read a really interesting quote. Um, I guess it was yesterday. I'm going to read it to you. I have to pull it up on my phone here, but it was just a really interesting perspective that said, where did it go? Now I lost it. You're welcome. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. Okay, now I can't find it on my phone. You're welcome, people. Oh, here we go. Um, A great relationship doesn't happen because of the love you had in the beginning, but it's how well you continue building on that love till the very end. And I really think that that's an example of why a lot of people do give up. First of all, they are expecting to always feel madly, passionately in love with the person they're with. And That's not really what long-term commitment looks like. I'm not saying that you shouldn't still be able to tap into those butterflies or those good feelings because yes, you should and need to be able to do that. But it's not a realistic expectation that you're going to have those new relationship feelings and that real high energy connectivity forever. And so that's why it does, you know, take some work and, and some, you know, attention to what it is that both people are needing. Um, And honestly, when when I was first going through figuring out how to create this workshop, I looked at, you know, what is the thing that I always get questions about? What are the things that people come to me on a regular basis? And I mean, literally today, I got like six questions just about, hey, my so-and-so, you know, significant other does this or that. How do I tell them it makes my feelings hurt or hurts my feelings? Or, you know, how do I tell them I wish that they would do something different? Or is there a strategy that you can give someone not so great news without it hurting their feelings. And, you know, so communication struggles really are at the core of pretty much every relationship dynamic I have ever worked with clinically. So that's why this one is so focused on relationships and our relationship communication. And what's really interesting is when we look at Courageous conversation and active listening. That's where a lot of this work really starts. Um, I actually, in my blog on Monday, I put together a checklist that you can ask yourself to determine if you're actually having courageous conversations in your relationship or not. So I'm gonna go through it real quick and then we can talk about them. So, or you're welcome to like stop me in between if you have thoughts. Um, I gotta get my little Zoom thing over here though because I can't see you when I do that. Uh oh. Hmm. I know, right? Okay. So Uh oh. I am having all sorts of technical issues. You're welcome, people. Just welcome kinda going with it. To
1: my world.
0: Hey, you know, I just figure a long time ago with any technological whatever, I'm just going to go with it. So you know what? They get the raw feed of everything. Okay. So here is the checklist of like questions that you can ask yourself to determine if you are struggling with having courageous conversations. Now, this is not a comprehensive list. This is just the top seven things that seem to show up the most. So that's why I settled on this list to start. First of all, are you able to actually talk about the things that matter to you? Are you able to go to your significant other and say, hey, I've you know, got something on my mind, whether or not it's about the relationship or not, just simply, hey, I've got something on my mind and I'd like to talk about it. Is that even a possibility in your relationship? Number two, are there topics that you would like to discuss, but yet you find yourself holding back? Like you, you find yourself thinking, oh, I could talk about it, but no, I don't know. Like that may not go over well. And you kind of second guess yourself or you hold yourself back from having that conversation. Number three. Do you feel like you're able to actually have deep, meaningful conversations no matter the topic? Or does it feel like you're always having those superficial kind of, you know, what I call like in the weeds or like, you know, in the high level, like, how's the weather today? Oh, how was work? It was good. Okay, thanks. And like, you're, you're sort of at that like real superficial level. You're not going to a deeper sort of connecting place. Um, Okay, I think this is number four. Do you feel like you have balanced conversations or are they one-sided? I think that's a really big one because if you feel like you're always the one doing the talking, that's one-sided. If you feel like your partner is always doing the talking, that's one-sided. Now, this doesn't mean maybe you've got one talkative person and one not so talkative person and that that's a bad thing. That's not what I mean, but it's going back to when you're having a discussion or if you have a point of view that you want to share or you want to say something, do you actually get a chance to say that thing or does it just feel very one-sided and kind of imbalanced, right?
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I'm going to say for the first time ever Mm -hmm. in my life, with a relationship, I can say yes to all those questions, and it does not feel one-sided. It is the first time good. ever in my 50-year existence. And while you're okay, doing good. that, I had two questions to add to this for myself if you need to ask yourself. Are you sleeping on the couch? Have you been doing your own laundry? You probably <laughs> need to do some communication.
0: <laughs> How do those two things connect? i got to know. We, I, I've got more questions, but I need to, now I have questions for you. How do those things connect?
1: Well, because if you're uh, in the doghouse, so to speak, in a relationship oh. like I used to be, I spent a lot of time sleeping on the couch.
0: That's funny. Okay, it's that true. makes sense. I get it. I guess we could also say, our, you know, do you come home and all your clothes are on the front porch or in the driveway waiting <laughs> on you, right? That's probably not ideal either. Um, Probably not the best candidate for this whole workshop. I mean, I guess, you know, it's still savable, but that might be more like, one-on-one needing some, like, extra care. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's see. We've got, um, I guess, three more questions. So do you feel heard and actually listened to when you do voice problems and concerns so that it's not dismissed or it's not just paid, like, lip service, like, yeah, 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 I hear you. I'll get to it. Or, you know, yeah, I know. You're always saying that, whatever. And then, You know, behavior might change for a really short period of time, but it's not lasting change or it feels like it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Or it just feels like you're never able to, like, sit down with your partner and actually have like a heart to heart, you know, face to face type conversation. Um Okay, so then do or does it feel like your opinions are respected? So let's say you are sitting down and having a conversation. Do you actually feel like the opinions that you're voicing are respected? Like, is it possible for you to have a differing opinion than your significant other and it still be okay? Like, I've said this a bunch. I don't think anybody wants to be in a complete carbon copy of who they like relationship with somebody exactly like them. Like, that's not what they want. But I do think it's important to be able to, you know, share opinions and to respect one another, you know, differences and how that shows up, which kind of leads into the next question of what happens when you have a disagreement? Do you have the ability to like agree to disagree and maybe just say, okay, well, that's a topic that we're just not going to see eye to eye on. But that doesn't mean I love you any less. That doesn't mean that. I have to make you believe like I do or or we're going to fight about it. Or does it actually turn into and devolve into an argument? So those are the questions that I would suggest you ask yourself, like, am I able to have courageous conversations in my relationship? And here's kind of a checklist. I realize I went through that a little quickly. So if you are struggling following along, just go to my blog from Monday, lindsaywalden.com look at the healthy relationships blog and it should be the second one in that list. And it has them all listed out there for you. And you could just spend some time kind of thinking to yourself, are you able to do those things, you know, that I'm listing out there? Do you feel like it's a struggle? Because those have really sort of risen to the top in terms of things that people bring up the most.
1: You know, I, uh, I feel like we're not, taught how to communicate with one another, you know, throughout Mm -hmm. the course of our lives. I can't Mm -hmm. ever recommend it could be me in my life that, you know, I just never had anybody teach me how to communicate with another person, be it a relationship, business, friendship, family, Mm -hmm. something like that, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. I don't know that there are really great models of how to do it. I think that a lot of times we see, you know, that kind of, um, what is it like? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's almost yeah. like in heterosexual land, it's almost expected that there's going to be disagreements or you're not going to see eye to eye. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, like Hollywood kind of input, you know, of giving us false expectations of what a relationship's going to look like. I did read an interesting article, it's been a couple months ago now, that talked about one of the reasons that there is such dissatisfaction. In long term relationships is that we have a lot of people and this is more specific to, you know, women and men dynamics, but that a lot of women may have only seen like romantic comedies or read romance novels and then expect that their male partners are going to act like a character character that was written most of the time by a female author, or if it's written by a male author, it's written with the female audience in mind. And that what we're doing there is we're kind of comparing like a fantasy idea with the reality of the day to day. And, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons I think that we talk about those expectations, you know, like, are you setting yourself up for disappointment? You know, one of the, the I don't know, like, things that make me cringe is when somebody goes, oh, you know, we're just going to get married and I'll, I'll change them later. No, ah, that, ah, it, whoa, ah. like talk about give me heart palpitations. Like that is not the answer like ever um, because you're not really going to change the core of who someone is, which is even more reason that having deep, authentic, courageous conversation as early in the relationship as possible, I feel like is crucial. Because if you're waiting to have those conversations, it's sort of that like, oh, you know, we'll let some time pass, then we'll have that difficult conversation or really bothers me when they do that thing. But, you know, I'm not going to bring it up right now. I'll I'll wait till later, because when later gets here, you have already built up such a level of resentment that it probably doesn't get communicated in a healthy, in a healthy manner. It, It probably comes across as anger or nagging or frustration or venting. And then nothing really gets solved. So relationship communication, like it does this, it like beats up against each other. Right. And then it just kind of stalls out. And so that's, that's part of why I feel like if you could use this, you know, checklist of questions to kind of ask yourself, like, how, how are we handling the difficult things or just the moments where we want to share something deep and meaningful, you know, how is that treated? You know, but I do think you're right. I don't think we have good models, um, you know, to follow. And unfortunately, it's sort of the the way of the world, you know. And it's just like, man, there, there's got to be a better way, you know.
1: Yeah, I, those courageous conversations are very difficult, Lindsay.
0: I know they are. <laughs> they are I know they are. They're they're scary. That's the, I mean, that's why I call them courageous because no, nobody that's ever done anything courageous wasn't a little bit afraid. You know, even if it's just fear of the unknown or fear of how someone is going to actually react or respond and having that like internal dialogue with yourself can be kind of paralyzing. And so my hope is that people that are going to go through this workshop are going to not only get the tools they need to really develop good communication within their relationship, but that they're not going to let things fester. They're not going to wait until a little bitty problem turns into a big infection before they actually do something to address it. Kind of like you were saying, like it'd be great if people, you know, new in relationships would, would take part in something like this. But you know, even if you have let things build and build and build, and you just don't know how to even address it at this point, this is also going to give you some tools to, you know, to address those things.
1: All I can say, man, is, be polite, be respectful, and non-confrontational.
0: Non-confrontational, yes, but direct, honest, yes. So it's like sometimes we, we can't help but enter into a potential confrontation, but not just for the sake of being confrontational, right. not just for the sake of arguing. But it is possible in learning some of these skills that it will bring maybe some unpleasant discussions to the surface, or it might require us to work through some junk before we get to the good stuff, you know? Um, and that's why, okay. So courageous conversation is part of it. And then the other piece is active listening, right? So here is how you can, there, there's like a three part checklist for this one. And again, this is in my blog, lindsaywalden.com healthy relationships blog. Just go there if I'm going too fast and you can kind of review these questions. um, so here's how to know if you're actually using active listening in your relationship. Now, before I give you the three, let me say, here's the, here's the telltale way. If you're having a conversation with someone and you are not actually listening to what they're saying to you, but you are waiting for them to shut up so you can say what you want to say, that is not active listening. That is you waiting for them to shut up so you can say what you want to say. It's not that you shouldn't have a voice or that you shouldn't be able to voice your opinion, your thoughts, your everything, but there's sort of that like time and place. You need to have balance, okay? So here are the three questions that you can ask yourself to determine if you're using active listening like appropriately in your relationship. So when your significant other is talking, are you actually listening? Are, are, you, are you trying to like process what it is that they're trying to convey to you And if you are not comprehending it, are you then asking for clarification or are you making an assumption that you know what they meant? I don't think you should ever be making that assumption.
1: Yeah, I would agree, man. I think Mm -hmm. uh, assumptions are bad.
0: They, They really are. And I don't know where they really help us. You know, I mean, sometimes we may have to make them. I'm not saying that you can go through life always asking questions in every scenario that you find yourself in, but... More times than not, you are going to benefit yourself more if you stop, you pause, you, you try to comprehend what's going on and you ask for clarification. OK, and then the final piece of it is that after your significant other has finished telling you what they have to say, do you try to paraphrase and kind of parrot it back to them to make sure that you heard them correctly? You know, This is going to sound like a silly example, but if they say to you, hey, babe, I'd really like it if on Saturday we could paint the garage door, clean out the basement, and mow the yard, it would be a good idea to say, okay, just making sure I heard your priorities. You want to uh, paint the garage door, clean out the basement, and mow the yard. Is that kind of the order you want to do things in? You're not just like a parrot saying exactly back to them what they said to you, but you're making sure that you heard them, you comprehended what they meant. And you're asking for clarity on, is that the order of priority that they want you to approach things in? You know, if you combine the courageous conversation idea where you're having those deep, meaningful conversations or you just feel like you are able to bring those things to light and then you're using active listening on the back end while having those conversations, it's a really good foundation to start fixing the relationship communication or maybe just getting it on a good track to start with.
1: Well, sometimes the relationships take a lot of work. and Yes, uh, they do. Doesn't always go as well as you like, but if you put the effort in, man, it, it usually is beneficial, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I told somebody the other day, you know, they, they wanted to work with me in some one-on-one coaching and, and was, I think, kind of resistant to the process and, you know, was like, well, does this really work? You know, do you really have a success record of helping people? And I said, although I can't tell you that 100% of the couples I've ever worked with actually survive at the end. Right. There are definitely some couples, not a huge percentage, but some that say, you know, we have really just discovered that we are not as compatible as we thought, but we've looked at it from every angle. So now we're going to go our separate ways, but we're doing it sort of, you know, in a mature way, but I've never seen it make things worse. You know, when people really apply these tools, I've seen things not change and I have seen people make the decision not to keep working on it, but I've never seen the active implementation of things make anything worse. And that's the reason I feel like if we could just, you know, I don't know, it's like my mission in life (laughs) to like get everyone to apply these tools. That would be amazing.
1: Yeah, even if it doesn't work out, maybe you could figure that out in a more productive manner, like with some professional assistance and just come to that understanding together in a less toxic way. Mm -hmm. That makes any sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which, you know, that's the reason I'm I'm really excited about the way the workshop is going to roll out because there's going to be like levels of like a tiered approach of what people can, you know, sign up for as part of the workshop. And then if somebody is like, you know, really want to do like all of the things, but also feel like we need some one-on-one support, that will also be an option. So it's kind of like, hitting it from all angles, and then allowing for that one-on-one, you know, work with me option, if it might be a necessity, you know. But I think a lot of people are probably going to be able to just go through the workshop, go through the modules, do the activities, and then, you know, really implement those things to help them get things on on the track they want.
1: You'd be surprised if how well things will actually potentially go if you just start the process and just communicate with one another and just kind of get the ball rolling. Yeah. You know, like it's the first step to a long journey, mm-hmm. that old saying, you know.
0: Absolutely. And I think that fear of the unknown or worry about what might happen if they bring something up is usually what stands in the way. So that's why I feel like if, you know, you take the tools I'm going to provide you and implement them in kind of like I'm going to present them to you in a way where like, if you do this and then you do this and then you do this, you know, that it's going to give you the roadmap to follow. And then you get to make it your own and figure out how to actually like fit those in into the template that is your relationship. So it's a whole process, but I'm excited.
1: I'll tell you, ma'am, there were times having those courageous conversations that I didn't start. Boy, I sure felt like I was in trouble a lot.
0: <laughs> well, and so I think it's important to make sure that both people have a chance to not only speak their mind, but also if like one person says, wow, you know, this is, this is a lot. I I hear you and I want to hear you and I'm not like avoiding this conversation, but I need a break. Like it's okay to take a time out. It's okay to walk away, absorb a little bit and then come back to it with a fresh mind or, you know, clear head that that's okay. You know?
1: Absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm. So yeah. So I'm excited. That's what I got going on. I'm excited for you. Thanks. Yeah. So June 15th is when the official workshop launches and you'll have the ability to sign up for whatever pieces of that workshop you want to take part in. If you um, I'll put a link in the actual description of uh, this podcast. But if you go to that link or if you go to my Instagram bio, I'll tell you how to get there in a second. You can click on the waiting list option and you can sign up to join the wait list. And then you'll be the first to know about any like pre-launch specials i have going on or any like extra bonuses that i might offer to those of you that are kind of interested in signing up ahead of time so
1: excellent.
0: Yay. i know right I yeah absolutely
1: i am excited for you you put a lot of yeah. work into this you really have wow. i'm very it's proud process. of you very well, proud you. of you you're very welcome that's what i'm here for
0: <laughs> that's what you're here for the moral support i love it yeah the and the,
1: and the yeah. technical support too
0: also, yes. Hey, you know, it's kind of <laughs> awesome. Like we now have so the, the audio podcast, we've had that for a while. Um, As of last week, we now have all of the uh, video episodes, they're going to start being uploaded to my YouTube channel. um, And then my Instagram TV channel. So there's like multiple ways for people to connect. So let me just, first of all, uh, go through the whole list. So we've got lindsaywalden.com. That's where you can find all the blog information, all the, pr- the previous podcast episodes, ways to sign up for anything I've got going on, waiting list, workshops, all of that. Um, on Instagram, I am at this is Lindsay walden, and that's where I'm doing like stories. I have my, my Instagram TV channel and try to offer you some little, maybe mini versions of the podcast in, the, in that capacity. Over on YouTube, um, you should be able to search Lindsay Walden and find me that way. On Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts, and on Facebook, it's at Lindsay Walden Consulting. So I'm kind of everywhere.
1: You are kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm I only tag on... you
0: and stuff. I What'd know. you say?
1: I do. I've been trying to be more diligent about paying attention to that stuff. Yeah, I'm you've all... been
0: good. You, you're sharing my stuff. I like that.
1: Well, if you if you let me know, I'll try to look for it i just you know how i am with social media if you've listened to this podcast for a little bit you know where i stand on all that (laughs)
0: Right. Oh, and I almost forgot. I started a couple of weeks ago doing uh, TikTok, which was sort of, I'm kind of playing with it. And it's one of those things like you only get 60 seconds to share a message at the most. And a lot of mine are like under 15 seconds, just like little quick hints of little helpful tidbits. Um, and so I'm, I'm on that one too. I'm at this is Lindsay Walden. Sorry, I left that one off. So. Anyways, how can people find you?
1: I was just getting ready to say, I'm going to join TikTok so I can say to the people in a little video, follow me on Instagram at rcashcomedy. You're just going to join stuff.
0: TikTok to say that.
1: Yep. I've been posting we... some funny stuff, man. I got to I gotta admit <laughs> that. I got to tell you, I have been.
0: Well, maybe we can figure out a way to get you to do like little mini TikTok videos that you can just upload and they can live over there. I'll have to show you how to do it. I've learned a bunch. I really have. It's kind of fun.
1: Awesome. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you very much. Okay.
0: All right. We'll do it. We'll do it. But yes. So at our cash comedy following he's funny and posts all kinds of ridiculousness, but we do have to wrap it up for today. As always, Mr. Cash, thank you so much for being the co-host producer, fabulous videographer, all of the things for all of you listening. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will be back next week with more.